begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Chris joined by Milton and Ben to discuss the latest Indiana Jones entry, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Oh, wait, no, this is, this is a Star Wars podcast. We are talking all about Grogu today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we are getting into some fun fan speculation because we'll be honest, there is literally no news this week. There was a lot of drama. But there wasn't much news. So rather than keep things positive here on the channel, as we often do, we're going to dive into some fun, fun speculation, some fan theories about what the future of Grogu could look like. So diving in, I'm going to throw it to myself, if that's possible. Um, no, I don't want to actually throw what I'm about to show. Because it's pretty cool, though. My week in Star Wars, I was at my buddy, my co-worker's place after work one night. He's like, Chris, I gotta show you something. I had no idea what he was gonna show me. He came back holding this. This is the Revenge of the Sith Supercut coming in at over five hours in length. This is threaded with Siege of Mandalore, threaded with the Bad Batch part of season one in here. I barely got through maybe an hour of it before passing out, because by the time we watched this, it was after we had watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse, or actually, no, Across from the Spider-Verse, whatever. Um, fell asleep on that, too, for a second time. Not saying that it's bad or anything, but I just can't watch stuff at night, apparently. But, yeah, we dove into this. It's really awesome, because on Twitter, I actually put a super thread of, like, what stuff you have to watch in a certain order, and that's, like, my most popular tweet to this day. I still get people liking or retweeting that tweet. Um, so it's awesome to see that a fan out there has actually somehow like done the homework and it, it was fun because you go from um, some of the Siege of Mandalore arc and it cuts right into Obi-Wan and Anakin and her Starfighter with the music like perfectly lining up into the battle in the beginning of the movie and it was like oh my gosh this this is amazing I know there's a lot of YouTube cuts but to have this thing on physical media I'm not even sure how he got his hands on this bootleg thing but it is pretty cool. So, yeah, I was, I'm very excited to, to show this off today. Um, Mill and Ben, I know you guys probably seen something like this by now. I've never actually done the homework on this, but, yeah. Milton, have you actually seen any videos online where people do this on YouTube somehow? Maybe, I don't know if you yeah, can do it on YouTube, um, though. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this because, like, I think I just watched something last week uh, when I was at the gym, and uh, someone cut, I think they spliced the um, Order 66 the whole Ahsoka. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, ah. so I've, I've seen that whole entire setup. How they cut Order 66, Maul's capture, Anakin's turn. Um, obviously you got Clone Wars where they have Ahsoka walking in on the council after Anakin leaves the room to go talk to Palpatine. So just to see how they cut those together, I'm like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Now, and I do think about how the creators at Star Wars, did they, did they really do a good job at splicing this together or is this like a fan thing you know mm -hmm. but obviously you see how it all plays out and it does work well together with how lucasfilms and disney put it together but no it, it's cool to see that fans out here are making their own five-hour cuts or i guess quote unquote their snyderverse cut of star <laughs> wars um i haven't seen that i haven't seen what you got there like is that are you able to buy that uh, I, mean, that I mean i know we'll see if somebody made that like art it looks like it's it's interesting because I'm looking at this thing and they even have I don't know if my camera can make it out like the 20th Century Fox logo on the top of the spine of this thing. It's like awesome. that is interesting. Okay, um, yeah. but I'm I'm gonna have to ask them because they have no identification of like who even made this thing because you know it's this is pretty much illegal to do this. But 
<laughs> I think it's right. it's pretty I mean, neat, you know, anyway. You know, it's cool. Like, I mean, we always say it. I only think we well, we said it was multiple times. It's crazy how fans, you know, have made some of the best Star Wars out there. And and this no no shots or no shade at um at, at the Lucasfilm creators and directors. No shot at that. I'm saying is fans are just as passionate. You know, look at the Star Wars theories out there. You look at the the, the like you know whoever the Star Wars girl like what whoever's out there with the yep. content, they do such a good job. You know, and they're just as passionate as the creators at Lucasfilm and Disney. It's like, man, like I love seeing fans put their hard work in it, and it's just as good as the actual like IP itself. Oh yeah, like it's cool. It's awesome seeing like the fans, um, you know, do this sort of stuff. Also, side note, guys, I was while Milton was talking, I was typing real quick to see where you could buy that at, and I couldn't find anywhere easy, so I'm not sure where they got that, Chris. Um, but anyways, yeah, like it's awesome to see where fans you know, or uh, what fans can do. So one of my favorite ones I've came across so far is, so like someone, um, I'm not sure if you've came across this before, Milton, when you've like been searching for stuff in the gym, but there's a fan actually who's out there slowly editing and making the Heir to the Empire trilogy in mm-hmm. in like 3D computer animation. Oh and they are, they're actually adding, they're actually adding the audio, you know, and the voice, you know, the voice tracks and everything to it. And it's so cool because, like, so far I, I I check them out every now and then. You know, I you know you just search like "Heir to the Empire," you know, fan right. cut or whatever. And the, and they break up each little chapter into like a little five ten minute just animated video. And like you know, so far right now, um, the last time I checked it, um, it was probably a month or two ago. But they were at like the part in the first book where Mara and Luke are like you know undercover. Uh, like Luke's you know has um the camouflage on because she's like acting like she has him as her prisoner and stuff and they're walking through the the forest on mm. Mount Tantus and stuff. Wow. Um and it's it's uh it's really cool like how they're doing it. Of course, you know, it's a fan making it so it's not perfect, but it's still just really cool seeing fans do that. So I've seen like um I've seen that fan project before and you know it's just like a solo guy just you know being passionate passionate about Star Wars making the heir to the empire trilogy slowly but surely so yeah you know there's plenty there's plenty of really cool like fan type projects out there like that yeah we, we could do a whole episode in the future about this because i feel like lately more than anything more than any other time there's been a lot of fan stuff uh i think the a week technology or two ago, yeah a week or two ago uh, that one guy i wish i could give him credit but uh, you could easily find it on youtube he did revenge of the sith battle of the heroes in the clone wars animation style oh, yeah. That was oh. freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, tell us yeah, about that, Bill. Oh, yeah, it was like, I mean, because you guys, well, that, that's been going on for about two to three years. They've been doing working on that project. Yep. Because I remember they announced like one of the Christmas, like a couple years ago on Christmas. They're like, oh, I'm in soon, blah, blah. But then they finally released it. And you, you messaged it to me, was it two weeks ago when it came out? fire i i sent it to my brother i was like Chris, you gotta watch this you're like you're not gonna be disappointed and if you're a fan of the prequels if you're a fan of clone wars this is what we wanted i mean this is what what we wanted in a sense of imagine what the movies look like now you can definitely tell they use some of ewan mcgregor for obi for obi-wan but then obviously yeah. they had the four man version of what's his name who plays obi-wan in the voice um james arnold taylor who, Yes, James Arnold Taylor. Like, they didn't actually hire him, but they had the poor man version of him. But it was still good. I wasn't complaining. And yeah. I love how we got to see 
just the 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 the, the cuts of what things would have happened without the Yoda Sidious fight, which was yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, like th- th- that was going to be my week in Star Wars cool. last week for sure, but how things played out. But thank you, thank God for bringing this up because I love watching <laughs> it. And again, fans bringing their own passion is like wow, like it's cool to see that. I can't believe that one guy made that. Even if it's, it took two years, still the fact that one person was able to animate all that, that is intense. The effects, everything going on in that is just incredible. It, 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 felt, like, it felt like an actual film. Like, it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, no, I mean, beat for beat, I was like, wow, we're watching Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> like, yeah, unbelievable. So. Unbelievable. Ben, do you have a week at Star Wars? Anything memorable? I mean, my, I mean mine really just ties into our main topic, but so sure. we'll get into that yeah. later. But um, but I had a little week in Star Wars, like tiny, 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 tiny week in Star Wars, just a little bit ago when I was watching the playoff games for the NFL. Um, yeah. So Apple has a new... Um, well, gosh, we go from fans making stuff on low budgets to the expensive side of things with Apple. Oh, yeah. um, but Apple has a new... Uh, like a... What do you call them? Um, a, a, VR, VR a VR thing. headset. Oh, that VR thing. Headset. Yep, they have a new. They have a new thing. V- app. It's called the Apple Vision Pro. It's coming Oof. out in February. It's thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, guys, to say the least. And it's like, mm. yeah, no. But hey, the cool little thing about them advertising it is, you know, they show some old movies, like they show Back to the Future, and they actually show the scene of Obi Wan and what? Luke talking in A New Hope in it, and. It's if you look it up, all you gotta do is type in, type in Apple Vision Pro Get Ready. That's the commercial. It's called Get Ready, and oh, it shows Obi Wan like talking to Luke, um, like saying like use your instincts or whatever, like in the or, um, you know, talking about hmm. the Force in in the hut. And it's like, oh man, that's cool. They added, you know, just a little Star Wars um clip in there for the you know the pricey headset. So you know they're just showing like, hey, you can see Star Wars in high def, basically. But yeah, yeah, that was kind of like my little week in Star Wars. Just it's like, I don't know, it's cool seeing Star Wars still out there in marketing that's not Star Wars related. Like, you know, people are, and companies are still using iconic things like A New Hope in their marketing. Yeah, Star Wars. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go on. I was just going to say, Star Wars is always so in-depth with the, they're so ingrained with any of the cutting-edge technology, and VR has been on a cutting-edge for several years now. I mean, we go back to the original MetaQuest, or at the time it was called Oculus Quest, the first one. They had Tales of uh, Vader Immortal, or, yeah, Vader Immortal, parts 1, 2, and 3, and then you had Quest 2, and it brought us uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, and so, yeah, they, they, they're always trying to push ILM X-Lab. They are like the VR people. They also made Shadows of the Empire. No, not Shadows of the Empire. Uh, Shadows of something, whatever. Um, Secrets of the Empire. Secrets of the Empire. It was like the 4X thing where you put on the haptic vest. And it was like right before COVID, you could go to different things. Me, Dominic, and my buddy Teddy played that. And we have a thing on the channel here about that. But... Yeah, they're always pushing it. You know, Star Wars, George Lucas, when he was in charge of LucasArts and everything, he was always, like, really pushing the developers of the games and everything else, like Force Unleashed, like, they're creating all this new kind of reactive type of environments and stuff. Like, they are always there. That's how Star Wars always was, even going back to the original movie with how it pushed 
the different kind of camera work, the different kind of explosion special effects. So it's pretty cool. I mean, as far as the application, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today, funnily enough, about this new Apple VR thing. They don't ever use VR Apple. That that those things don't exist to Apple. You know, they, they use their own terminology and everything else. Um, that headset, from what I hear, is not going to be gaming oriented. It's more for enthusiasts and like creators, like that are actually developing it. Because yeah, let's face it, who's actually going to shell out thirty five hundred dollars for that thing? Um, for instance, uh, comparative to the Oculus Quest Three, which just came out, that's five hundred, which is still kind of steep because they used to only be three hundred, and now they're just progressively increasing. But um, what the Apple One is going to do is something called like mixed reality, or they're calling it. Um, XR, I think, is a new terminology, meaning um, it's mixed reality. They have, you know, you, you have your cameras, but it's putting in 2D things into your vision. Um, in your room, you could be, like, looking at, like, Star Wars playing on your wall, for instance, and you can do, like, cool stuff like that where things are interacting with your actual in-real-life environments that are scanned by this headset. It's really cool tech. Um and since it's called Pro, I'm assuming they're going to have the consumer model. Maybe it'll only be like a thousand instead of thirty five hundred. But yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm interested to see how Star Wars would look um, through this thing. Uh, the thing with VR is typically, at least the ones I've played around with, is like you can't actually see a lot of things, uh, or you can't see a lot of things for very long because you eventually get a headache and nausea sometimes you feel like dizzy and you got to take a break so i don't know if you could survive a two hour plus movie in this thing it'll be mm -hmm. interesting to see but yeah <laughs> oh no i kind of i i get kind of motion sickness from some video games like i was telling you about i i tried vr things before and they are not for me like i can sit there for like five minutes and then i'm like whoa like kind of like feeling woozy here um but yeah it, it is just cool seeing like them like use Star Wars in the advertising, and then, of course, you know, to play along with Star Wars being in the advertising, you know, being futuristic, they also showed Back to the Future as well, ah. you know, so, so it's like, you know, it's just playing into that, like, futuristic vibe of that headset coming out. Alrighty then, so getting into some housekeeping, we have this podcast going live every Sunday at 7pm Eastern Time, be here to join the Positive Star Wars community, the chat here is awesome every week, you can also listen after the fact, if you can't join us live, you can watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Raptor. Or search Star Raptor on any of your podcast apps of choice. And please leave us like, comments, and review on all those platforms. We very much appreciate it. We have a couple releases that came out this week. Uh, all Star Wars comics. We have issue number four of Obi-Wan. If you've watched Obi-Wan, then you've seen this comic. And vice versa. If you've read the comic, you've seen the episode. They are shot for shot. Nothing new added at all. Um, we also have the Higher Public issue number three. Great stuff there. And the final, final issue of Bounty Hunters, which started way back in 2020, all the way back then, with issue number 42 being its last issue. Ethan Sachs and the team pulled it off. And you can get into me and Matthew over at the Tractor Beams in-depth discussion on that episode, on the issue, sorry. They feel like TV episodes, honestly, because you're reading these things and they're so grand. The artwork is amazing. The characters are awesome. So you can watch all of that um, over on the Star Wars Underworld Network. I also have my reviews of them on the channel here that you're watching. So go back and check that out. With that being said, 
uh, me and Ben were having a conversation earlier, as we often do in the week, and, you know, things that were kind of drowned Star Wars news, so we're like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week? And we got talking a little bit more about the Mandalorian and the Grogu movie, which, you know, is huge news. We got a movie announcement on a random Tuesday in January, and we're still talking about it. And we're just, you know, throwing out speculation. And I think the biggest thing here is, and the movie's called The Mandalorian and Grogu. And, you know, hearing other people, under other pundits in the in the medium out there on YouTube and different things, people are bringing up a lot of good points. And, you know, Grogu, why, why wouldn't you have this guy in the next movie, first of all? Because he's been, like, the most popular Star Wars character easily in the last 42 years since Darth Vader, right? Like, this guy is everywhere. So, obviously... A movie having this character front and fore center is going to be huge. Uh, so I, I just want to kind of get into a nice casual conversation tonight about how are we feeling, about what other things we might see Grogu pop in. Maybe we could see him in another series, in a future movie, just kind of whatever. So, uh, Ben, I'll throw it over to you because you're the one that actually had this original idea, which I thought was pretty clever. So I'll throw it over to you for this one. Yeah, I think I think to um, to start this conversation, I think we have to, you know, keep in mind of the projects that are coming out in the future. So, you know, that are that are potential landing spots for Grogu himself. So we have the Mandalorian and Grogu. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be involved in that movie. <laughs> um, but we have the Mandalorian and Grogu. We have the Dave Filoni movie. We have the Daisy Ridley um, New Jedi Order movie, or whatever it's going to be called. We have Ahsoka season two. We have Skeleton Crew. We have um, we have also, I mean, potentially Mando season four. We don't we're kind of unsure about that, but there is potential for that. Um, and then you know, there's there's other things, other rumblings out there about like Sean Levy's movie potentially being after after the Daisy Ridley movie. So you know, there's potentially like you know a few there's actually several different theatrical slots that Grogu could end up being involved in. So, you know, you potentially have a couple Mandalorian movies, you potentially have a couple Ray movies, you know, so there's, there's four potential big landing spots in theaters right there um, for, for a potential landing spot for Grogu. So that I would say would be kind of a, um, and then of course we have, like I said, the TV side of things. So that's kind of like, I would say a good jumping off point for this discussion. Um, you know, to talk about like the different landing spots for this potential, um, you know, just crossover with Grogu. Like, what you know, what's he going to be involved in? Who's he going to be with? What what's the stories, etc. Um, so you know, that's kind of where we started with this conversation earlier in the week. It was like, hey, Grogu's so young, you know, we're able to, or he, they're able to use him in so many different capacities, and like, you know, it only makes sense. It only makes sense because once you like see this is the this is the tricky thing about the mandalorian stuff once you get it on the big screen it's like like putting the genie back in the bottle like can you take grogu back down to the little screen or is grogu going to be like a feature star moving forward you know potentially like you know darth vader was in four movies um cinematically we have you know will grogu be the next one to be in three or four movies cinematically potentially like you know so you know we have all these potential options for Grogu out there. And, you know, that just kind of sparked this entire discussion. Is she muted? 
I think a good thing to go off with here to start this off is just talking about what we think the movie release is going to be. Uh, what's coming out first? What could happen? One thing that might travel transition to another thing. It's even reported. It's it's literally confirmed in the article that the Mandalorian and Grogu will be f coming out first. I'm thinking December of 2025. Although I've realized that Avatar three is going to be coming out then, so it's like yeah. Hmm. I think it'll be that May slot of 26. Okay, so regardless of the fact, yeah, that's going to be the first movie out. So what you do is you you bring people back to the Mandalorian. People that might have laughed, be like, hey, I remember that guy like way back when he was a really cute character and I could see him on the movie screen, whatever. And then they're all hooked like, oh, this is a really cool character. That was a great movie. Oh, look, there's this new Ray movie. Oh my gosh, he's in that movie, right? Like, like, you could easily transfer them to the next movie. There's not going to be many Jedi around besides Finn and Rey, right? Why can't he be a student of Rey? And if you're looking at the timeline overall, I think if I'm doing my math somewhat correctly, it'd be like 45 years later after Mandalorian yep. that we would see him in the Rey movie, right? Because he's currently five years after Return of the Jedi. We know that's 25 years before Force Awakens, there's a year gap, then there's another 15 year. Yeah, so roughly about 40, 40 years or so after we see him in Mandalorian. So that would make him approximately between the age of like 90 to 100. Now the question is, this is a whole nother can of worms. How long are they going to want to preserve the babyness of him, if that's even a word that makes sense? Like, in other words, like part of the thing about this character, I mean, he was nicknamed Baby Yoda is you got this cute little green character that's making all these cute noises and just getting into hijinks. Now, if he starts talking and different things and, and acting more mature, is that going to suddenly just kind of lessen the effect? Or maybe people will be down for it. Like, oh, this is even cuter now because now he's saying these like little baby sentences and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thought of like, okay, obviously that's a big thing is preserving that level of innocence but how long are people going to really be into that as well? So I'll throw it over to Milton. Um, first of all, like just overall, like what do you think about this? And uh, that's specifically about like, hey, how long are they going to preserve him the way he is? Are they eventually going to move on? Maybe maybe we could see a teenage Grogu at one point or an adult Grogu like 300 years from now. I don't know. Right. I mean, honestly, I, I that, that's a tough one because – we, we all know Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, is a big hit when it comes to Star Wars fans. But not only Star Wars fans, you got to look at the specific market that it worked on. Obviously, we as fans, we were going to embrace that character. But you look at the non-Star Wars heads who were introduced to that character, who all of a sudden were like, oh, like, I love Baby Yoda. I, you know, I may not know who Luke Skywalker is or Kylo Ren or whatnot, but when you see that Yoda-looking creature, I know who that is. So yep. do you want to taint that particular character and grow him up? I don't know. I mean, obviously, as fans, we would accept it because we understand character arc and where this person would eventually go. I think for the non-fan who really is, who's not in the trenches as we are, they'd probably be like, nah, I'd rather just keep Matt being cute, little baby Yoda, and keeping him connected to the, Mandal uh, the Mandalorian. So I, I see both sides of it. See, is it a positive? Yes, growing him up. But then I can see, eh. You could lose fandom, but then it's like, you know what? It is what it is. As long as you tell a good story into why that character is going to make that of gradual change, then it should be fine. Um, well, 
No, go go ahead, Ben. I, I think there's I think there's something to um to consider though with with this discussion, guys, as we get into it. So you know, you bring up really good points there, Milton. Like, mm. you know, do you age them up because of the fans, etc.? Um, because the thing is, you know, like thinking about it, like some of the younger fans say, like the eight to twelve audience. By the time this movie comes out, they're gonna instead of being in the eight to twelve audience, they'll be in like the twelve to sixteen or seventeen audience. Oh my so gosh, you know they'll. Yeah. So you know they'll be they'll be growing up and they'll be like, oh yeah, that was our baby Yoda when we were younger, or whatever, <laughs> and like, you know, so you have that to consider. But the thing we also have to consider is if he would make an appearance in this Daisy Ridley movie, then, um, you know, if they age him up, then they would they would potentially age him back down for the Dave Filoni movie following because you know we're mm. we're potentially you know we're going Mando and Grogu Daisy movie and then the Filoni movie and then you know potentially Sean Levy's movie later so like you know but but the Dave movie in between would age him back down because you know obviously yeah. the Dave events are going to be taking place well before the the first Daisy mm. Ridley movie so that's just yeah. um that's something to consider, I would say, with with all this. Like, you know, do you? That's another question. Do you think fans would be fine, you know, kind of doing a pseudo prequel ish to Baby Yoda, like you know, like going aging him back for like the Dave movie, or do you think they would just keep him streamlined all the way through, even if he would technically on paper be plus, you know, forty five years on his age on his age card? Do you think they would just keep him as a cute little baby then for the Ray movie, with like that kind of consideration in mind? Yeah, that's the thing, right, is is the idea of, oh, yeah, you're seeing this out of order. We we know the fate of Grogu, but does, does anybody really think he'll actually get killed on the screen, right? That's the big thing. Like, oh, my gosh, we're going to know the fate of Grogu. What the hell? Like, no, no, nobody actually believes he'll actually die or anything. Um, no, I think I think that character is too valuable right now. I mean, I think the way they, they <laughs> built him up to a point where it's like, okay, it's, it's hard to get rid of him just because we saw how valuable he mm -hmm. is. To the story of Star mm -hmm. Wars right now. I mean, if uh, if, if they killed him off, it, it would make no sense in my opinion right now because he's still he's still freshly, he's still a fresh character in my yeah. opinion. We don't really see him often, mm. so I think if you're gonna kill him, it, he it needs to be deserved. So I think you need to continue to do, preserve that character and push him forward until it's time to kill him off. If you're even yeah. going to do that, yeah, yeah. Um, we have. You guys, you guys are gonna love this one. We have a comment from Ryan Johnson. Ryan <laughs> Johnson in the chat has Our chimed favorite. in, but no, he's spelled with R Y A N. Okay, so that's a good guy. Then. It's the last Jedi, Ryan Johnson. Come see me. I'll give you my email and my cell phone right now. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's saying, I don't think Grogu will be anything not led by John or Dave anytime soon. And that is a really good point, right? That is literally their baby. They, yep. And we often see That's this in a lot of Star Wars. Like people don't want to give them up until they know the story is completely done. And right now we're seeing right. that the possible Dave Filoni movie will be out in 2028. So yep. uh, that that might be you know 2029, 2020, 2030, which is a crazy year to think about. Oh my gosh, it's just the number scares me. But like that might be when we can start seeing other stories of other creators playing around with them if they t intend to. But yeah, I, we we've seen that a lot. We I feel like we've been through this question before of like, oh, what about this character? What about this character? Will Dave Filoni mess with this character? Uh, that that um uh you know any of the directors from the sequel trilogy have touched eh, that usually isn't the case for the most part so 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't, again, I just don't see them doing anything to put that character in any danger to where he's going to be taken off screen permanently. I just don't see that right now. He's too valuable. He's such a important IP to this brand right now. So you got to keep him around. Hmm. Well, well, also, I mean, here's another thing, guys, to think about with Grogu that, you know, why he's like, I mean, he's pretty much plot armor no matter what he's in. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, okay, you know, he's young in Star Wars, but this is like Star Lucasfilm's thing. You know, they could use Grogu for literally real time, like, you know, the next hundred years of our lives or something, you know, the next hundred years of real life because that character lives to 900 years. So, like, they could literally stretch Grogu's story out for several, 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 several years, you know, decades right. moving forward in real life. So, you know, they have plenty of opportunities with Grogu, you know, and it's just like, you know, with, like, the Ray movie, for example, you know, because, of course, the Mando and Grogu movie, I, I really, the more I think about the Mandalorian and Grogu, to me, based on the way the third season ended, I really think, like, this this is like kind of my rough idea. I feel like it's just going to be something like, you know, Mando and Grogu are out of the fight, like chilling on the farm. They're like farm little place they're at, you know, and then they're going to get some like notification. Big bad Thrawn's back, blah, blah, blah. Then they're back in the fight, etc. Like, you know, it's going to be something probably like that, I would assume. And then like, you know, we have to like move forward to like, you know, the Ray movie. And it's like, all right, so Grogu... You know, we don't have to know the outcome of the Mandoverse. Like, you know, they can make us wait, like you said, Chris, mm -hmm. until potentially 2028. So, like, just let it be, let it, let it be like subtly referenced because we do know, you know, with Dave's position, like he can give little bits of input here and there. So he may give little bits of input, like, hey, if we're gonna use Grogu for this this Daisy Ridley movie, mm -hmm. like here's some here's some bullet points to consider. Just throw in, you know, throw in some little lines for the Mando the Mandalorian hardcore fans. Give us little Easter egg hints in there, like, you know, have Ray reference, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn or something, you know, have, you know, have, mm. you know, have, you know, something along those lines, just something to like kind of harken back to the Mando stuff. Yeah. Because then it just kind of like expands mm -hmm. the connectivity a little more versus to me, you know, when we watch other than little tidbits here and there, you know, when we're watching the Mandalorian stuff, it feels completely separate than the sequel trilogy. Like to me, oh, it's yeah. like... You know, it feels like it's a totally different, totally different project. So, oh. like, to me, I think what they need to do is, like, hey, if you're going to include Grogu saying the Ray thing, like, drop some little Mandalorian references, like, you know, just to make that connectivity feel a little bit more genuine. And then, you know, we may potentially see that. And if, if Grogu still is a little cute baby in this movie, then... You know, you know we're going to get some of those probably like Babu Frick characters and things like that for Grogu to interact with. So then the audience will be, <laughs> you know, freaking out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities with this potential, um, with this Daisy Ridley movie coming. Yeah, I, I, looking at what we want to learn from Grogu, what are, what are some things we want to maybe see on Earth, some things explored? I think first and foremost, um, getting to know his origin even more than a Jedi Order, like right. where did he come from before the Order? And a huge, huge question is, where the heck was he for those like 25 years on the run from Order 66 to Keller and Beck taking him away and him going on his own? 
I think that could be explored in this movie, right? There's a good chance that, that there could be a lot of flashbacks going back to that, and that would be really exciting to see maybe um, this Mandalorian Grogu movie, you might have like a plot A, which is like your framing device of like Mando, Grogu, they're on the run, then they're in their ship, and they're like, oh, we got some time in hyperspace for a while. What exactly were you doing? And he's like explaining somehow to him, even though he can't speak. And you go into a little flashback or something like that. So, I mean, that's that's good potential. I mean, as, as long as if they're going to do that, they need to make sure like they they can't. I mean, they they got they got to make it make sense. Obviously, they got to make it tie into where you know he, it's still consistent with the character of what we got in, in Mandalorian and even in Book of Boba Fett. I'm sure I'm sure they will. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I, I think I think they'll for sure. Um. You know, like, try to keep it consistent like that. And, like, you know, the thing is we got to remember when it comes to a movie, this this is always my thing with movies. Like, like I'm, I'm in the camp in the belief of you should be able to pretty much pick up any movie and watch it and get it pretty standalone. You know, you, sh- mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to watch 20,000 other things to understand what's going on in the movie. Like, those other things may, you know, increase the value of the movie, etc. But you should be able to just pick random movie, fill in the blank, and, you know, enjoy it for the most part. Um, so, like, with this movie, I really do think, though, you know, we'll probably get some of that stuff. Some of the flashbacks to fill in the, you know, the random people that just, oh, yeah, I'll go to the Star Wars movie with you, so-and-so, you know. And just, just you know, randomly pop in in the movies. And, you know, we'll get maybe some Grogu flashbacks. We'll get some, um, actually, I'd be willing to bet we probably get some sort of Grogu, you know, flashbacks just because... The general audience, like, say the mega general audience that potentially, for some reason, hasn't seen The Mandalorian. Um, if if they haven't, you know, they would they would potentially ask the question, like, where was this Jedi during the other movies or something? You know, yeah. like, so, so maybe we'll get a flashback to Grogu, like, escaping Order 66, like, another angle or another thing from uh, the stuff with Keller and Beck, or maybe, you know, things along those lines. So, um, yeah, I feel like they'll do that. And then, of course, we'll probably get some sort of, like, super quick mini one, probably 30-second exposition dump from Mando, like, or yep. some maybe, like, some rebel officer saying, hey, Grand Admiral Thawne's back, blah, 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 you know, just some little exposition dump. Or, like you mentioned before in our um, last week or the week prior, Chris, like, they might just throw it in the crawl. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I mean, look at, they said they weren't doing a crawl, but then Ahsoka, we get that really cool like red text at the beginning of that series. So I think that's us seeing like, oh, maybe they're changing their tune a little bit on that. I mean, heck, we get we got a crawl in every freaking Star Wars comic every week. So it's like, if that can get a crawl, why can't the movies get a crawl? Darn it. Yep. But uh, looking at maybe his abilities, like the future of Grogu, let, let's see how his force innately just happens right his abilities happen in moments of distress and moments of turbulence and moments of uh just absolute necessary action that has to happen from the first season when he is using the force to kind of grip that the uh, mud horn to repelling fire on multiple occasions whether it be season one from the dark uh, death trooper then moff gideon the explosion of mandalore and then healing somebody, you know, healing grief Karga in season one as well. Like this character has so much ability in a force. He's barely trained with Luke. 
And we've seen how just a little bit of training with Luke, we still don't know the timeline, but it was only within a year or so that he was training with Luke, a couple months maybe at the most. I would like to see how far he actually goes with the training. Will he, I mean, he's a Mandalorian, bona fide Mandalorian. He kind of stepped away from the, from the likes of the Jedi. But hey, there were Mandalorian Jedi. I think the fact that Tar Vizsla was mentioned in that series saying like there was a force sensitive Jedi Mandalorian. I, I think that is a little bit of foreshadowing for the character of Grogu in that we're going to actually see that coming to the full, full picture here. We're going to see him coming into his own. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be very interesting for sure. Oh yeah. Well, you know, now that you mentioned that, Chris, I had a mega light bulb moment right there as you were explaining that actually, hmm. you know, you know what guys, I know exactly who Grogu's the template of. 100% now. 100%. It's the Avatar from Avatar The Last Airbender. Because, think about it, Dave did so much writing on that show, he was involved, and in, in that show, Aang, whenever Aang's, Aang's not a good... He's, he's barely tapped into, you know, his airbending and stuff in the first season mm -hmm. of that show. And, you know, the only time he ever is able to really use his full power is when, like, his friends are in distress, etc. are in distress. And then he goes back to normal being really tired and whatnot. And it's like, man, that is literally the exact description pretty much of Grogu. And, like, you know, Aang had barely any training, etc. And, like, like, man, I wonder if Dave took, like, inspiration from his show to, like, kind of design, like, the way this character taps into his abilities. Because it's, like, literally beat for beat, It this is describing you know, Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender, and now, you know, here we are with Grogu, pretty much doing the exact same thing. Like, he's, you know, he's trying to get training. He's trying, you know, and like that show. He's trying to find other airbenders and firebenders and things like that to train with. And this is pretty much exactly what Grogu's yeah. doing. He's trying to find Jedi to train with. He's trying to find Mandalorians to train with, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, man, there's so many inspirations from that show, I feel like, Maybe even like if Dave didn't do it on purpose, just like subconsciously, there's a lot of um, a lot of similarities now that I think about it. Yeah, I've never watched that show, but I'm definitely interested in watching the Netflix show and connection to the Mandalorian. The actor that plays Carson Teva is actually one of the main characters in it from what I've seen in a trailer. So uh, Paul Sun Lee is going to be in that playing, I think, a bad yep. character. I don't know. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think he's playing. Yeah, I think he's playing. I'm not sure exactly who he's playing. He might be playing Uncle Ivo. I'm not sure though. But um, Uncle Appa. But yeah. Or something. something um, I'm. I, oh. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I. I would have to like look at the cast. Um, or the um, you know who who he's playing. But but anyways, yeah. Like I don't know. I just feel like you know there's that inherent connection with with um Grogu's character potentially to that, and it's just like, yeah, we have the Force abilities, and here's another question for you guys. So, how long, how, like, for me anyways, I feel like if we're going to get this, it'll probably be in Dave's movie, I would, I would assume. Um, but how long before we eventually see Attack of the Clones moment, you know, Baby Yoda pull out <laughs> a baby lightsaber, potentially, like, how long, because you know they're saving that, that's like their, their big, you know, ace in the hole, like, crazy moment, like, you know... I don't know what. What do you guys think? Like, do you do you guys think it's going to be something like Din's ready to get killed by, I don't know, like a bunch of 
zombie dark troopers and like Grogu whips out a lightsaber and starts going, I, going ham or like, well, what do you, what are you thinking, Milton? I don't know. It, it's that one's weird to me just because like, just, I think about how they're, how they move the character with like some, um, some CGI, but also with like a puppet. I don't know, man. And, and obviously I'm used to seeing Yoda kick ass with a lightsaber and, with, <laughs> and that was fully CGI. I mean, if, if they do it like that, great. But I mean, we've seen Grogu when he walks, and it's like, eh, it's not always the greatest look. <laughs> so I'd be kind of sketchy about how he would fight. But again, I'm, I have to trust the the creators. I have to trust that they've already planned this. This will be a movie yeah. budget. That's what I'm saying. So like, you're right, and mm-hmm. I think if if they put in all that extra money, and they eventually probably will grow him up a little bit to mature him into a fighter. Sure, if, if they make it work, great. But if it's looking clunky, I'd be like, uh, I, I hope not. But it, it'd be kind of cool to see him kick ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. You said lightsaber. I'm not convinced that Grogu is going to actually wield a lightsaber when all is, all is said and done, actually. Again, more foreshadowing. Going back to season two, the finale, you got Grand Moff Tar... Uh, not Tarkin. <laughs> you got... <laughs> Good old uh, Moff Gideon, who's waving the dark saber in front of Grogu, and it's like, oh! And at that moment, I thought he might actually like force grip the saber and try to kill him. I think we're gonna somehow see, uh, you know, we're gonna somehow see her lose the dark saber. Uh, Bo Katan, she's gonna lose the dark saber somehow, and he's gonna reclaim it, and he's gonna be like the Tar Vizsla. He's gonna have the dark saber, yep. the force abilities. Heck, maybe I think we'll see a connection. Maybe Sabine will help him out as a Mandalorian herself, who's also going through the trials of being a Jedi. Eventually, when they come back into the fold, I would love to see a conversation or just at least Sabine, a one-sided conversation, talking to Grogu about, hey, I'm in the same shoes as you are. I'm also a Mandalorian and we could do this together. We could train together. Well, Sabine, you got her dealing with him potentially. You have also Ezra, because the thing is also, you know, if we're thinking about it, like with Sabine, you know, we're going to be dealing with her, um, Ahsoka, Ezra, you know, all the, like the Rebels crew, basically. So we have the potential, I'm still waiting for the potential, you know, we came close with Ahsoka. I'm still waiting for the potential for someone to say, you know, you you look like, you know, former Master Yoda or something. Like, I'm waiting for like Ezra potentially to say that, because like, you know... There's, you know, obviously there's that undoubted connection there, like just looking at the character, especially for all the characters that we see on screen, like they've all pretty much interacted or know who Yoda is. Um, Have they, though? So, oh, wait, I mean, wait, I mean, wait, Luke has, of course, Luke has, but Luke had never told Grogu about Yoda, that we've we seen, yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 that we've seen, but like, you know, I'm saying like, there's that undoubted connection, so I was just waiting, like, I'm saying like, you know, think about it, like, you know, you have Ezra potentially saying something, or like... You know, maybe Ahsoka or like, you know, those type of characters, like they might bring something up eventually Um, just because like, I don't know. I just feel like with Dave, I guess this is me just banking on Dave, like because the thing is with him, some of his some of his stuff, he does like to do so many callbacks to George Lucas, you know, like so it, it just makes me wonder if we get to say the end of his movie and if we get like, say, a. You know, meeting of the heroes. We have, say, the original Lucas heroes meeting with, you know, Dave's heroes. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get, like, a Yoda reference or a Yoda... Somehow Yoda Force Ghost appear or something. You know, like, 
Yeah. Because like, the thing is, the thing is with Filoni, it's like you know, you never know with him because he does so many callbacks sometimes. And it's just like, you know, I don't know what to expect. And like with his movies, I I really think we will get that moment probably at the end of his movie, like the Return of the Jedi esque moment. But it's going to be the Return of the Jedi characters with Dave's characters. Hmm. And you know, that's where we'll get Grogu. Um, you know, all these characters meeting, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like Grogu's character has so much potential with these show, with these movies. And I, I think once he gets on the big screen, it may reignite his stardom. Because here's another thing to think about, guys. Like, not even on screen. We have, think about all the marketing. Now that the strike's over, all right. every single Good Morning America talk show with Pedro... <laughs> Is gonna have a baby Yoda puppet with him right along board. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, so we're gonna see Grogu everywhere once the marketing amps up for this. Yeah, we got a correction in the chat. Ahsoka uh, mentioned Yoda in her first live action appearance in Mando season. Yep, I remember that now. Oh dang, I I honestly forgot about that. (laughs) Hey, good good correction there. There we go. There we go. This is this is why we have a chat room, everybody, so we can stand corrected on stupid yeah. mistakes that we make in yeah. the live chat here. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, we got Star Wars timeline in the chat. Hey, boys, Milton, Chris, Ben, good to see you all. Hey, good to see you. We have small Bento, Sakura as well. Hello, hello. Yeah, so it's 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 great to see you know going into the future when this is all said and done still. You know, even if they have Milton, like a Star Wars legacy, what is that, 100, 150 years in the future, I think we'll see him. I mean, we'll see him eventually. He's going to be the tie to everything going forward. We were talking about some speculation as well before the the private chat, just saying, hey, how are all these movies going to be connected, right? The, The thing about the Star Wars movie timeline is you have all these disparate films that are kind of separated like you got a film about the mandoverse you got a film about a new jedi order you got a film about the first jedi how are they all going to be connected and you know grogu is a good connector between them and then we we're even thinking like hey you know this is not really to do with grogu but what what happens in the new jedi order ray was talking about oh the first jedi did this 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 first jedi did this and that lays the seeds to james mangold movie so there's like not that they're directly connected to films in like a sequential order they could still be tangentially connected, so it feels like, hey, there is a plan moving forward with these things. As, as loaded of a word as that is with Star Wars, plan just sets people off, you know. But still, it's just it it would be a kind of a good thing to see that go. And I, I think Grogu will be a part of that plan to kind of keep things more cohesive, right? We we were just talking a little bit about. Uh, ben, I think you mentioned this about the idea of, you know, there's nothing mentioned about the Mandalorian in any of the sequel trilogy stuff, obviously, but like it could be retroactively fit in. I mean, you look at Mandalorian, you're talking about Operation Cinder from a 2015 miniseries comic from Marvel. You know, we're getting High Republic references in Jedi Survivor. There's a lot of that being done in the other ancillary material. Um, so it's really cool to see, uh, but I, I expect I expect in the next big film they'll be like, oh yeah, when Grand, Rod, Grand Admiral Thrawn's invasion happens, yada yada yada. Then there was this little green guy that did amazing force abilities like no one's ever witnessed before, so to so to speak. And he was also yep. Mandalorian. Yep, I, I think I think we're trending in potentially that sort of direction. Um, 
just because it's like you know we we when it comes to like grogu or like when it comes to those sorts of things like those are the things like star wars fans like enjoy or like those type of connections and it's good because it also adds more uh more like more like replayability for a lot of these mandalorian related things like then people will go back and watch the mandalorian and grogu then people will go back and watch mando one through three or potentially one through four and like the ahsoka series etc because like people will want to investigate and like look more into the character um so yeah like i, I just think there's so many opportunities now like when it comes to grogu as a character um I guess this would be maybe a question geared at Milton. Like, where would you like to see his character go in terms of, like, progressing on screen? Say, like, the movie. Say if we have a Mando movie and he's involved in, say, the Ray movie, the the other Mando movie, potentially Ahsoka and another Mando season, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and all these upcoming projects, like, do you want to see him... Like, because as of right now, what we know about Grogu, you know, he ended off pretty much kind of starting over for all intents and purposes like you know we all thought we all were under the assumption he was a mandalorian kind of throughout this whole series and then we find out he's just now is becoming a mandalorian apprentice yeah. at the end of mando season three that which was, was such an odd odd decision there but like you know where would you like to see him head uh like milton like would you like to see him head down more of the mandalorian path or like more like run back into potentially like ezra ahsoka luke those type of characters or you know what i mean look he 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 doesn't talk so it's like if he becomes a mandalorian is, is he going to be required to wear the helmet like what does that look like how would it look on him because i feel like that that would be a very odd design because he's not going to be six foot tall wearing you know mandalorian armor <laughs> so i'll be curious of if they do take him down that route what does that look like one um to answer your question I'd rather see him interact with our legacy characters. I'm not, I'm not, not Luke per se, but I'm talking about Ezra, Ahsoka, that type mm. of man. I think it'd just be a better fit for the story. Um, so I, if, if I had to pick, I'd rather him be with our characters so that he can interact with them, be a part of the timeline of what leads up into the sequel trilogy. Hopefully, if they are able to blend that together. Um, I don't know. It just it just seems like it just seems like it, it should fit better. It feels like it's the right thing to do, and I could be completely wrong, but that that's where I would like to see him. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Where would you like to see? Like, what direction would be the best or like ideal situation? Would you like him to go down more of the Mando path, or more maybe the like you know more of the Jedi path, or uh, yeah, maybe not even something at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's the thing, right? Because what happens with this character is, yeah, he's pretty innocent. He's pretty much there for for the laughs and the giggles and stuff like that. But as we see into more uh, things coming down the pipe, he is becoming more of a force to be reckoned with. He's becoming more of himself, like especially when it comes down to, you know, the choice that Luke gives him at the end of Book of Boba Fett, choosing between you know the the armor or the or the lightsaber and that was that was yoda's lightsaber right that he was offering yeah, yeah. him essentially i yep. forget about that he had yoda's lightsaber that's, that's fascinating um but and that from that moment i think and there might be other moments that's the one i, I recall it's the very big choice it's like this character has a direction to go and this character actually can make their own choices and there's even though they can't talk uh, there's there's a lot of life in that character 
kind of the same degree of, oh yeah, the Mandalorian, he's a one-note character, you can't even see his face, he's not acting, but Pedro Pascal does pull it off to the point of, oh yes, you can actually see the emotion. Same thing with Vader. Vader, you know, he's got a lot of conflict in in him, Return of Jedi, but you actually can't see his face. So Star Wars has been doing a lot of trickery, if you want to call it that, with dealing with characters with complex emotions, with certain aspects of them not being exactly human for a certain degree. So uh, beating around the bush a little bit, because I really don't know what I want to see. Um, but I think it's kind of cool to see a blend of both, even though that's a simple answer. <laughs> well, well, actually, this sparks another question for both of you guys. Gosh, I'm just coming up with all these Grogu questions on the spot. But, um, but you know, you're, you guys are making me think more and more. Here's, an, here's another big question. So we saw in Mando Season 1, we saw Grogu tapping on the dark side a little bit, you know, for oh. show Cara Dune. So here's the question. Do we think, now I'm not saying it's in the next movie or whatever, just sometime in these future upcoming projects we know of within the next, say, five years, do you do you guys think we're going to keep seeing Grogu purely pure? Or are we going to see what happened a little bit to Rey in Rise of Skywalker? You know, she got emotional because um, she thought Chewie died and, you know, she shot her force lightning. You know, are we going to see a moment like, you know, Din Djarin's in trouble about ready to get killed. You know, we already had kind of foreshadowing as well from Ahsoka, the way Ahsoka talked about Grogu having conflict and attachment and things like that. Um, so, you know, are we going to see Grogu tapping on the dark side? Because we already saw a couple little hints of it, and it's just like, it makes me wonder if we're going to get Grogu getting a teaching moment, kind of how, like, Ray did in Episode Nine. Like, are we going to get a Grogu tapping into the dark side just a little bit? I just had. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, go ahead, Mom. I wouldn't be against it. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, just because again, we've we've always seen the trope in Star Wars of mm-hmm. good guy goes to the dark side, redeemed, or you know, there's that anti gray Jedi ish. But what if what if we tr- truly get an actual tragedy where there's no coming back? You yeah. know, maybe that mess, that's why we haven't heard from him in the sequel trilogy. What if something happened to where he actually did tap into the dark side and boom, like old boy got wrecked for good and, that, and that's his story yeah, i mean it, it'd be interesting yeah i mean think about it like it could be like the anti-yoda even like you know if we if we go you know if he if he taps into the dark side like he could get pulled that way a little bit and like you know yoda was so good and all this stuff and you know maybe we get a little bit anti-yoda yeah yeah, uh, I just immediately had these crazy flashes in my brain about, oh my gosh, what happens if if Grogu turns to the dark side? And I'm thinking to myself, like, how can this guy menacing? How, how can he be a dark side or as menacing as, let's say, Darth Maul or Sidious <laughs> or Kylo Ren? Like, these guys have stature to them. They have a presence. They have a physique. And then you're looking at this, like, little two and a half foot tall thing. But then I thought of something. I thought of like, oh, this could get really like creepy very quick. Imagine like this little tiny like dark cider. It would remind me of something like from Leprechaun. Like it instantly turns into when you have like these small little petite like doll looking creatures thing trying to kill you with a lightsaber. Like that's actually really horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really good point. He's something like Chucky. Exactly. Which reminds me, oh, which reminds me, Ben. I forgot. I've got to tell you this for a while. I did start watching that Chucky show at one point. Oh, I really enjoy it. 
Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. damn good. Is that on Peacock? What is that on? It's on Peacock. Oh, no. I can watch that now. <laughs> it's a good show. It's worth watch, I think. That's a good recommendation there. Um, oh, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, just wrap, wrapping up this conversation, um, great thoughts all around. But uh, yeah, I think it's just obviously this character is here to stay. No doubt about it. No doubt about it got people back into star wars and that's that's enough to keep his legacy going for a very long time yeah no, i agree like i said it's, it's a it's a fascinating character i think i think fans that don't really know grogu you know would, would appreciate something to them be something new but obviously to us it, it's it's no longer new but it's fascinating to see how it can evolve yeah, uh, we, we've seen in season three and there was a little bit of pushback on season three because a lot of people were kind of confused about the whole Bo Book of Boba Fett situation. It's like, OK, Grogu in season three felt like he didn't really need to be there. Like there was a lot of moments that didn't really even have <laughs> Grogu at all. So it's like, wait a minute, like why did I, he I, come I, back so soon? Yeah, Feels I, like I, it I, was a step back from Lucasfilm or Disney to be like, wait, put him back in the show. Wait, we don't have right. We don't have a story for him. But put him in there anyway. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I think with that, it's funny you say that because I, I think John didn't even know what what was going on with that character because you know he he got interviewed around that time and gave the weirdest like the interview is still up. It was done by I think Entertainment Tonight, and it's like the weirdest, clunkiest possible interview because he was like <laughs> they asked him about the time period of it, and he's like, oh yeah, it was like you know two years in our time and you know like two years in their time or, or or maybe not and like you know he like gave a really weird clunky answer where it's like okay was it two years or was it two weeks or like what's going on here man because because like i honestly think with that show you know we don't we don't know for sure but like in my in my own opinion i think i think mando season three was most likely you know, Rangers of the New Republic folded into that show because there are so many elements of potential, like, you know, ideas of, like, say, Rangers-esque things. Like, you know, all the Carson Teva stuff we dealt with in season three, it's like, you know, that feels like he would have, this would have been, like, our sub-storyline of maybe that show. So, like, I think you have that mixed in with, also, there's the whole thing of, like you said, Chris, it's like, did, did you go and like pitch this show to like Disney or, or like whoever you, whoever the funding people is of the of the operation there? You know, and you're like, oh hey, blah 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 blah. All this stuff happens, and then the first question they look up, you know, after you give this after say John gives this presentation, the first question the person who writes the check looks up and says, okay, wait, hold on, number one question, where's uh, the baby Yoda character? And he's like, oh well, but he's off. And then, no, 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 there's no, he's off. It's, he's in the show. Like, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I, I feel like there's, might be some of that as well, because it, it's like they're cash cow. They can't get enough of it. I mean, look, we always joke around about it with Darth Vader. You know, you always say so many critiques of it, Chris, but how many times have they re-released a Darth Vader figure since we've been doing this podcast? Like, oh, I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like you've announced a new Darth Vader figure every couple weeks, it feels like, because it's just... <laughs> It's always something new, so it's like, I, I think with Grogu, I, I really think he might have got kind of pushed into it, because, like, you honestly can cut Grogu out of most, pretty much all of Mando Season 3 and nothing really changes. Like, mm. you know, you can work around him, so it's like, I think there was some of that clunkiness, but 
But yeah, overall, I just think the character. I think I think with them, they're they're going, getting back into a good direction. I would say, like you know, they navigated the rocky waters of Mando season three and potentially Rangers, and now you know they're going in a more clear direction. Like we know Grogu and Mando are together, um, potentially bounty hunting again. You know mm-hmm. the way the way he talked with Carson at the end and whatnot. You know maybe they're working for like the rebels, etc. So like. You know, you have that kind of basis already set up. And then there's already the potential of, like we mentioned earlier, the crawl of this movie. So it's just a matter of time, like, you know, getting them back together on screen again. And and I think, honestly, like, when that happens, it's going to be a really big hit for Star Wars fans. Because they'll, like, like starting the Star Wars theater experience is such a huge huge operation i think you mentioned it on our last podcast chris like you know favreau started the iron started the mcu he started Mm -hmm. with iron man and he and he he did such a good quality like iron man isn't like iron man is one of my personal favorites but it's not like the greatest greatest marvel movie ever but it's a really good solid way to start the the mcu and i think this this favreau movie is going to be like you know a good solid way to like kind of kick off the star wars theater experience again like you know because if you think about it guys like we were talking before star wars hasn't been in theaters at this point say it is may 26 it hadn't been in theaters for like six seven years at that point Mm. so it's been so long so you gotta kick it off with a bang and you know what better than to have john favreau doing it oh yeah yeah it's gonna be a big deal um think about think about those kids that started watching mando in two, 2019, maybe they were like four or five years old. This will be their first Star Wars movie. Think about that, right? This will be their first Star Wars movie they see in a theater. It'll be almost a whole nother gener. It'll be a whole nother generation of kids. That, what was the first Star Wars movie you seen? Oh, it wasn't, wasn't um, you know, Force Awakens. It wasn't Revenge of the Sith. It was The Mandalorian and Grogu. You know, this is like the third phase of Star Wars movies. When you think about what the the big gap is, we've had. You had the prequels. You had the original trilogy, prequels, sequels, and it's going to be this stuff. Now now people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I started with Mando Grogu. I started with the, the Ray Jedi Academy, whatever it's going to be called. So it, it's exciting times because as much as I've been feeling the weight of Star Wars not feeling special anymore because we've been getting so much series and different things, I think this will make it feel special again just because it's been a six or seven wait, year wait in the theater. So, yeah, ready. I'm ready for it. Thanks. Yeah, so I think that'll do it for this episode. Shout out to everybody that joined us in the chat. Aaron Daly, Star Wars Timeline. We have Small Buntu Sakura. We have Ryan Johnson, Skywalker's Academy. You guys can always join us each and every week at 7 p.m. Eastern on Sunday here on the YouTube channel for Star Raptor. I'm also available. You can listen to anything that we record on the podcast apps of your choice. Just search Outer Rim Transmission. Um, as far as plugs are concerned, Milton, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter at or X at Milton Weber 7 or on Instagram at Milton 7 Weber. Um, I know coming up, obviously, we've got the NFL playoffs. My birds are trash, no longer in it. What <laughs> um, I need to do is plan a day for me and my girlfriend to watch to finish the sequel trilogy because she oh. did watch the force awakens um and I, I just don't know how she's gonna feel about the last jedi I oh what, what happens, happens if she likes it what happens up. if she likes it 
She no no she, wait, she hasn't seen that one yet. She liked the Force Awakens. What happens if she likes it though? That's what I'm asking. Are you gonna have uh, serious issues if she likes it? Because <laughs> I doubt. She, well, here's the thing. I doubt she will because she doesn't like. She she's done with Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. but you, again, she hasn't seen what happened in the next two movies. So I'm curious to see what she's gonna say once we watch the Last Jedi and then eventually the Rise of, the Rise of Skywalker. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's, yep, that's that's interesting. I can't wait to see what her reaction is gonna be. Oh yeah, you'll you'll definitely get updates because I'm be just watching in amazement if she likes that movie. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> hey hey, it'll please our chatter, Ryan Johnson. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, for me, yeah, that sounds like a great week for you there, Milton. Um, for me. I will just be talking NFL, talking Star Wars, talking fitness, um, and yeah, just getting getting continuing that fitness grind. You can find me on X at Real Ben Maynard, and you can follow me on Instagram at Real Ben Maynard. Yeah, you can follow me on X at Star Raptor uh, this upcoming week. As always, as I mentioned before, me and Matthew will break down the latest comics. We're actually getting a Thrawn Alliances miniseries adaptation starting this upcoming week and High Republic Adventures issue number two. So you can check out our discussion, our in-depth breakdown analysis of those issues Wednesday night at 9 p.m. over on the Star Wars Underworld Network. Go ahead and give them a subscribe. Give us a subscribe. Hit that notification bell icon so you'll know exactly when we go live, which will be next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So for Milton, for Ben, for I, Chris, a.k.a. Star Raptor, that's going to do it for Adderham Transmission, episode 137. Thanks for watching, everybody. May the Force be with you in transmission.